there. Thanks for watching or listening to VIP Boxing's Bell to Bell podcast, episode 145. Um, you're either watching us on YouTube, listening on iTunes or Spotify. Thank you very much. You know me, Steve Lillis. You know the man in the top corner, John Evans. And if you watch this regularly or if you're in watching your ringside around the Northwest, you'll know this man. He was a decent pro. Now he's a, a top trainer, you could say, really. He's got a cracking stable there, or a crack or emerging stable in Bolton. Alex Matvienko. Alex, thanks for coming Thank on. I think... You're one of our most regular guests, so you always go down well. You okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. I'm regular, but yeah, I'm good. <laughs> it's always a good I'm thing, good. mate, to have you on. And how's things going at the gym? So I know you got a busy start. I know March you got a load of kids on one show, yeah. haven't you? Well, this weekend we had uh, one of our uh, middle light heavyweights fighting in the university championships. Quite funny, really, because the kid reminds me a bit like Dan Aziz and Boatsi. And, and I'm sure Dan Aziz won the university championships. So he's gone down there and just stole the show. He's, he's ended up, all the fans loved him by the final. He won two by first round knockout. And the, the semi-final, the middle fight, he won that on points against a good kid. But to be fair, he, he nearly got stopped as well. So he nearly had three knockout wins. Um, and he's a good kid. So he won this weekend. They had another young kid called Joe Peel who was sparring Jimmy Thurston and other good pros, Alex Dillamani. He's only a youth still. Uh, Joe Peel, he, he's just got one of the scouts as he's through to the quarterfinals in the youth cadets. So, yeah, I've got a, got a good, thriving, good young team coming through. And yeah. um, I too, David Adelaide, I think he won the university championships as well. I'm sure he right. did, yeah. Sure so, yeah, he did. Yeah. Well, this kid's called Sam Aki, and he's 100% one to watch out for. He's going to he's gonna be big things. Definitely. How old is he now? Well, he's obviously only he's, between 18 and 21, I guess. Uh, I think he's around 19. Around 19, 20. Yeah. So, hey, Alex, just um, we were just talking then just before we started about different shows and things like that and different different promoters. How do you find it working with people now? Don't burn any bridges or anything like that. But when you go around the, if say you're working on a Sky show, say you're working on a DAZN show or a Queensbury show, are you finding them all as busy as they used to be? Are you, are you finding the opponent, the lads that they've got when they come to you for opponents, are you finding them as willing to take challenges? How are you finding um, No, I think I find it hard. Look, I've got quite a few southpaws, like Tywoo Shepard, no one wants to touch him. Uh, Kyle Lamorty, no one wants to fight him. I find... These TVs, the, the the struggling to make fights. I mean, Mickey Ellison threw himself in the deep end recently. I was surprised McKenna took it, but they did strip him to 12-3, you know, and he, he took the edge off Mickey. Uh, you know, it, it's not as smooth sailing as you'd think it would be and as easy. It's not who you fight, it's who you avoid. So I've got, like, guys like Tywoo Shepard ready to fight at the drop of an hat, but no one wants to touch. Southpaws, no one wants to fight a southpaw. It's crazy. Mickey Ellison went in with Lerone Richards recently, you know, two weeks' notice. No one wants eight weeks with Tywoo or Kyle Lamorty. We accept a fight and then they go with someone else. It's just, it's terrible at the moment. Yeah, it is. Uh, well... I don't know what I'm going to say. It is like that for a lot of fighters. I know Lamotti's avoided because I've mentioned it to people for a fight. Yeah. Just, nah, yeah. nah, nah. Not turned him down, just sort of ignored the question. 
which is the yeah. same sort of thing as turning you down, I suppose. But we'll crack on and talk about boxing for about another 20 minutes or so. Um, John, you're going to start us off. and You've got your watch, and we'll try and keep to the three minutes. We weren't bad last week, John. I'm, I'm bad at it. I, I don't like being rude and cutting people off, but we'll do it tonight. Right. It's, yeah, it's, it's late. We've all been working all day. We're recording late. Alex giving us his time. It's nine o'clock on a Monday. You know, usually Sorry, I'm watching, watching football. I just know it's 1-1 Man City and Brentford anyway. See, that shows we're doing this on a Monday night. That's our timestamp. But enough waffle, John. It shows where he is, where he is, is the headline for this topic. Who? Yeah, Conor Ben. Um, I, th- I think when you think about Conor Ben, you've got to get past all the rubbish that comes out where he's calling out Errol Spence and Tank Davis, although Tank's shown a little bit of interest. And these pound for pound guys, and just recognize where he is. You know, I start, I knew the result before I watched the fight, but I couldn't believe how slow Pete Dobson was. You know, he, there was nothing there from Pete Dobson. And he, he, you know, he took up, he took a few shots, and then he started, kept coming back, and he gave Ben some things to think about. And that's the level he's at. Um, no. I, you know, I, I would much rather him be in with the British equivalents. I, I would much rather him being with in that mix with Paddy Donovan, Lewis Crocker, Josh Kelly, people Sam Eggington, people like that. But it's never going to happen. No. We're going to try and keep him unbeat, and we're going to get people like this until we get a big fight where he'll be overmatched because he's not had the challenges. I, and I, I, I don't know why people are surprised, to be honest. Yeah, you know what? I think you're right, John. I think we could get a cash-out fight even soon, if you want to call it a cash-out fight, where he goes in as a massive underdog. I wouldn't shock me. I've still got this thing about him not coming back here. And when you look at where he was, you know, he's had that fight in Florida now, this in, in Vegas. I mean, a Saturday afternoon boxing match in Vegas means absolutely nothing in Vegas. You're fighting in Vegas, but it does, it's no nothing. But you look at Dobson even, you know, I look when you mentioned talking about this, so I had a good look at his record. I haven't seen the fight, John. But you know what? He's beaten one boxer currently in the top 100, Rodrigo Correa, and even he's 13-5. So it tells you, you know, what level he's been winning at and operating at. I think less than half his wins against winning fighters. This, you know, Conor Ben's career is, you know, obviously the the, the the drugs things, you know, the drugs row that's still that he's still embroiled in is overshadowing everything in his career. And it, and it, if he if he wasn't if he didn't have this this thing hanging over him, this scandal hanging over him, whatever you want to call it. Um, People would be really digging out this fight he, he fought the other night, but you know, people were still more onto the drugs than um, the the alleged drugs than you know the, the the quality of the opponents he's fighting. What do you make of it, Alex? We ain't gonna see him with a Sunderland Williams, are we? Someone like that, you know, who his dad fought. We're not gonna see it. Um, shoulders like, on Williams, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's we're waiting for the cash cow fight. It's a shame. John mentioned some brilliant names, obviously, just in the UK. Let's put them together. You know, stick them in. Make some big fights with Eggington. What a fight that would be. Crocker, that would be a cracker. You know, some belting fights, stick him in. Let, let's see some great fights instead of, like, the showing that we got a weekend. You know, people people are getting sick of it. I'll yeah. tell you what, Alex, and this is, before we go on to round two, that's why you earn the big bucks of a bag of wine gums to come in. So throw in Sandaline Williams, mate, who went, I think it was 10 <laughs> rounds they went. He had to, he, wasn't that the guy with the big shoulders, with a square sort yeah, of shoulders? Yeah, yeah, Whoa, yeah. what a name you've come up there. there. That, that's, that's, you'll show yeah, your knowledge there, mate. And if, you're, if yeah. you don't know Sandaline Williams, 
Go to Box Rec and look who he fought. Imagine him in this era. Oh, he got a draw with James Sony as well. He did. What a oh, what a good good fighter. Imagine him now. Ah, oh, you're making me all my heart's beating here. I'm getting all teary eyed, Alex. <laughs> Mention him. Round two. Anyway, when do you stop sparring with your fighters, Alex? This is a topic of yours, obviously. This is an open question. Um, this is something that you know. There's no unwritten rule. There's if you're Fighter started camp late, you know, and, and needs a sparring. He's not been sparring. You're going to spar, you know, as many rounds as possible, you know, without any damage. Um, if he's been in the gym a long time sparring, some people get sharp and, and get the, the timing quick. Some people don't need as many rounds. Some people need to keep contact up. Um, it, it all depends on the individual. Every fighter is completely different. You can overcook someone if they spar too much. You know, some fighters still need that that um you know that contact is it, it, yeah. for me I cut the sparring around 10 days before especially like with a 10 round or a 12 because you don't want cuts and stuff and you try and you know minimize the damage but I still do up until about the you know 10 10 days and then I'll still do a little bit of technical sparring you know I won't completely cut the sparring off so it's a bit crazy when people are you know, saying, oh, 20 odd days and still sparring. I mean, there was a video of James Kitchen, uh, what's it called, James Kitchen sparring Tommy Hearns, you know, about five days before, four days before <laughs> Tommy Hearns fought. Um, I forgot who he fought. I forgot maybe the South American or someone. But yeah, and they were sparring. And this was a guy who'd given him a hell of a fight. And then they brought him in as a sparring partner. And then they, were, they were sparring four or five days before. And Emmanuel Stewart knew what he was doing, but yeah. he had his way. Everyone has the wrong way and everyone's different. Yeah, you talk to Stuart there. When he's Lennox Lewis, and I, I was fortunate to have to be around that career with so many of them, I remember Lewis having a really big sparring session with an African guy, Nigerian. I can't think of his name. I was trying to think of it earlier. I think it was 97, he fought Amri Akinwandi, late Tahoe. He had a really big spar four days before the fight, the Tuesday. That was his media day, was the spar. And it was a big spar and he belted this guy. And they pulled the guy out after three rounds, four days before a fight. Exactly. So Stewart sparred right up until who's going to say Manuel Stewart didn't know what he was doing? Exactly. What I mean, was it David Eisen? David Eisen. You know what? I can't remember. It was an African. And, and I'll tell you what, I'll be honest, I thought Lennox was really out of order with this guy for belting him so close to a fight. He really did a number on him. And you know what? I look, that's Lennox got where he did through being partly, well, a lot of, yeah. through being a nasty, taking no prisoners. Oh. And his attitude was, you're getting paid a lot of money to be in this camp. Yeah. They take it or leave it. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you don't play boxing. You don't play boxing. Someone's going to get hurt. So you've got to make sure it's the other guy before you do. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was David Eisen. I'm going to go on Google after this and I'm going to try and find who it was. It was written about nice this. Was... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, time. John Strick. Right, round three. You know what? Um, Usyk, uh, Fury. Fury got cut. I'm not... He most certainly got cut. You know, I don't know when it was. You know, but a lot of people saying it wasn't last Thursday. It was a week earlier. It don't matter. He got cut. How, when I was on newspapers... Um, there was always rumours of boxers getting cut and getting pulled out a week before. So it doesn't matter when he got cut. He got cut. He's not fit to fight, whether you, you like it or not. But you know what? There's all these people. I've seen, never seen so many fucking morons on Facebook and Twitter saying, I told you so. I knew this was happening for a way out. And you know what it was? They may well have said that it won't happen. 
But this is their way of proving themselves right. When a guy's got a big, ugly gash, an old, an old wound that opened in one of them fights in America, it looked, I think it was. And I'm thinking, are you people for real? Are you conspiracy theorists for real? They might as well go and join David Icke's mob who think the world's square and going to triangle, whatever. These, it's all these people, so many people on the fringes of boxing and, you know, armchair fans who want to be so, say they're right all the time. So just recreate history. They just completely reinvent. It does my head in. And this must be the biggest example ever in boxing yeah. of it. What do you reckon, John? Yeah, dead right. And it's been some people who think we know better as well have, have shown themselves up in the last few days. Um, it's not as if he's pulled out with a shoulder injury or a back injury. He's got a big hole in his eye. <laughs> well, if it, and if it did happen a week earlier, well, fair play to him, you know, first maybe seeing how it started knitting together and yeah. seeing if he feels he could fight. Ah, oh, we're just yeah. dickheads. Um, yeah. It's, it's, and it ties in with what Alex said. Um, the same people who were saying that were saying, why is he sparring 17 days out? Why didn't he have a face, why didn't he have a face protector on? That was one of my favourite ones. They just don't know what they're talking about, and Absolutely. some people have shown themselves up this week. It's uneducated opinions. Yeah. That's <laughs> what it is. It's uneducated opinions. You won't go in a karate class and start telling them how to do karate chops and karate kicks, <laughs> but in boxing, everyone, everyone's an expert. Yeah. Madness. Yeah. Madness. Oh, <laughs> mate. mate. Scrap outside a kebab shop once, so I've been thrown out a pub. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen people say it. Yeah. <laughs> people have been writing it. I've had X amount of fights on the street. I've had cuts. And then other professional fighters are saying, mate, it's not like boxing. It's madness. You know, madness. Do you know what one of my favourite comments is when people say, well, I'd beat you on the streets because I can headbutt and bite. Yeah. Well, yeah. please, God, keep me away from a professional fighter who can also headbutt and bite. I'm a, I'm That's not. the worst possible I'm thing. Not, you know what? These people on the street talk like this. They wouldn't be able. They wouldn't have to wear butt because all. They, even if you was a boxer, who weren't to be your timing of your shot would wipe them out. The way you time your shot. Jab right and walk away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. One fight we're going to see a lot of right hands and shots in this weekend is another one that's crept upon us. I'd almost forgotten about it, John, till you mentioned it to me today. Hamza Shiraz and Liam Williams, John Evans. Yeah, cracking fight. This one isn't it? A real um, crossroads fight. I think. Um, Hamza, you know, we all think he's good. We all think he, he's got every physical asset, hasn't he? And when you speak to Hamza, he's a, he's a good lad as well. His head screwed on, down to earth, knows where he is. Liam, if he's on his game, he's a, a real handful. A real handful. Um, heard some stories about the Eubank fight, which explained a bit of it this week. And Liam's going to be fighting like a desperate man. Um, he... If Hamza can tame him, if he can stick him on that jab, not get drawn into it, I can see Hamza looking a million dollars. If he lets Liam get inside, I don't think it'll be as easy as some people are thinking for Liam because I think Hamza's quite good inside. But it's going to become an interesting fight. You know, we've seen Hamza's physical skills. We're going to see his IQ tested and we're going to, we might see his heart tested. And I think it's a, a real good fight. I think Hamza's going to win. I think he'll look good. But I, I'm looking forward to this one. I'll tell you what, go on, you go, Alex, first. It's more interesting getting your opinion yeah. than mine. I, I like Hamza Shiraz. He, he's, uh, he come down my gym a few years ago uh, with his family when they were turning over. And Have you got any middleweights? Yeah, I've got Kyle Lamorty, Jack Flatley and Jack McGann. Brilliant. So he, they all shared rounds with him. 
And they weren't easy rounds with M3. And Amzu just turned over. Jack McGann can fight and punch. Kyle Lamort is slick. And Jack Flatley just doesn't give you a second. So, you know, he did like two rounds with each of them. And I thought, this kid's a tough kid, you know, because there's three fresh guys all, 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 you know, sticking it on him. Um, and he's a nice kid and he's improved a lot. And not many stopped Chris Jenkinson, but he did. You know, Chris always said, you know, he was one of them, like, hurtful punchers, spiteful punchers. You know, he had a good right hook. Um, and I think he caught him around around this area, around the, the you know, back of the ear. And um, it shook him. So, uh, I do like him, but I love Williams. You know, he's got he's got hands like a packet of sausages and he's yeah. solid and he'll fight and... You know, so it's got the makings of a great, like I said, a crossroads fight. Great, yeah. make, makings of a great fight. Yeah, I love it. And you say Williams, just you know, a desperate man, last chance to learn yes. at a good level. But you know, I remember Frank Warren I was on the Box Nation days when he turned over. Always been sold on Shiraz since day one. And what I love about Shiraz is something you said that he used to tra <laughs> traveled up to you for sparring. Yeah. And whenever he goes his camps. You know, you know, if a fighter gets like when he does a camp, twenty grand allowance for camp in in a purse to set up your camp, and he's going to America, he invests every penny of that and more in his camp and sparring partners. There's none of this. Well, we'll take the twenty grand and just spend five. He invests yeah. every single penny on that camp, get staying at the right place. You know, having the right partners in, paying the right people for massages, physio. He, he, he's one of the most diligent professionals you'll ever come across, you know, and he, he, he's not, he most probably invests more than what he gets for camp, you know, camp yeah. allowance. Um, round five, over to you, Alex. So, Joshua Buatzi, I haven't seen this fight from the weekend. I was at Bradford at the show, but I'll leave it with you two to discuss. You know, I love the styles of both of them. What a clash of styles again. And, um, I like Dan Aziz with his Marvin Agler look and, you know, Curtis Parker, Marvin Agler type, Philly style. But then Boatze, it reminds me of a, a Howard Eastman. He's quite a spiteful puncher. I don't think people realise, I think he hits, you know, he was hurting Aziz. He hit Aziz with some good left hooks to the body early on and I think he slowed Dan down, got his respect. And he, he, when he puts his punches together, he puts them together well. But as he's fighting out of the crouch really well, buddy, you can see he's got him fighting out of the crouch, jabbing up, and you know he he, he he looked good. But that left up to the body was just sinking in for me, and I think it it went a bit unnoticed. But for me, I think it was taking a bit more out of him, and he just looked spiteful. Like I used to hear a lot of stories when I read about Howard Eastman being a you know solid puncher, you know a spiteful puncher. You could see it um, at domestic level. And I think Boatz is similar, you know. I think he hits harder than people realise. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, I, I really enjoyed it. I did. I enjoyed that fight. But Boatz, you know, he, he boxed well. He deserved to win. The canvas were really slipping, which didn't help towards the end. But, yeah, yeah it, it was good. It was good to see that fight on TV. It was. Uh, I still don't think we've seen how good Boatz is, Alex. I don't. I, I, I don't I think... Don't. I, I don't... I don't want to... Because it was a good fight. I enjoyed watching it, but I don't think yeah. Dan fought, fought it out of him. I no, think like, definitely not. I think he felt something early and got a little into so. like his hands go. He mm. forgot his jab and he weren't coming forward. It to yeah. the centre of the ring straight away. And yeah. I think he was happy to just do what it took. But like you said, when he cuts loose and he lets his punches go, yeah, nasty Boatsy. And Very you know 
he's an hard bastard. Yeah. He takes a shot, gets a smile on his face, and he comes flying yeah. back to work. Yeah. Back. But I like the look of him. Yeah, yeah. I still think we've not seen it. I, I still think special. I've got to ask you this, John, before you go on to the final round. You said that a lot in here. We haven't seen the best of him. You oh. know, you've often said this time we've got to see the best of him. You've said yeah. that a lot. This week has got to be the fight. I mean, there we discussed this a lot in here. I asked you, ask up with you, John. Ask both of you. Do you think we will see the best of you actually in a major yeah. fight one night? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, look, that's convinced me watching him against disease there because I think there was so much more. He yeah. could have, if he didn't like Aziz yeah. and he yeah. got dragged into a fight, I think we would have seen something nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he liked him and he knew him, I think he just reined it back a bit. But I think we'll see it when the time comes. Yeah. All right, well, then round, round six, final round. We'll just do this brief over three minutes. Um, I'll tell you what, um, the threat of Shackle Stevenson to retire. You, you know what? You've got to understand his frustration. Who was it who got nominated for the title? He thought he was going to get the announcement that he was retired come hours after that. I mean, what, what I can't work. You know, look, he's going to box again. You know, there's too much money out there. But he is becoming the man that no one seems to want, isn't he? Yeah. Go on, Alex. Well, to be honest, he's not one of them fighters that follow as much. One of them ways that I do. But I think, as we spoke about earlier, people are getting avoided, so avoided. I mean, I, people are calling, um, you know, what's going on over in Saudi about, you know, they're taking over boxing. But the same Frank Warren's lot versus Eddie Earn's lot, bring them together. There needs to be more of it, especially with the American promoters. You feel tit for tat on Twitter. And, you know, we need to see these big fights being made. You know, stop avoiding people and let's see the best. When we was, you know, when when we used to watch the Four Kings and stuff growing up on Grandstand and, and things like that, we used to see all these fights being made. Now we're lucky if we see one big fight from from a guy's career. You know, it, it's shameful, really. Yeah, we should be seeing Shakur against Tank, not Conor Bennett. Yeah. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, but yeah. I hope this Mister Turkey starts painting the um. Paying guys like that, you know, yeah. they're the fights we want to see over there. We, if he should be putting his hand in his pocket if he wants to see the best against the best and saying, right, right, tank, right, Shakur, we'll see you in September. That's what we want to see. Sh Shakur will be back, but he's not helped himself recently because he's been boring. But I know that, but he's still, I, I so, I, he's so good though, isn't he? Everything, so you know, he's flawless, I, isn't he? I mean, why do you have to be excited? It's almost I, like in football terms. Manchester City, I don't think they're the greatest team to watch. It's almost robotic, but they're still brilliant. I, I, Alex will be the same as me, and you might be. Sometimes there's nothing I like more than watching someone grind out a mind-numbing 12-round yeah, yeah. yeah. victory over a really talented fight, you know, just using yeah. what we're good at. I like yeah. that. And yeah. these people are just getting deprived of chances. Definitely. And hopefully, like you say, things may start changing. I'm looking forward to the, the Hearn and the Warren to see who they're going to You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that'll be brilliant. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I yeah. can't wait for that. I, 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 I just what? hope we get Callum Smith and Yard. That's the fight I want to see. I just That's hope it's, I hope it's all... We've got a British audience, so we can say, I hope it's all British fighters. 
I hope we don't start getting in Mexican matchroom fights. I hope yeah, the, the only thing that frightened me a bit, without going, we're going off topic, we'll wrap up after this, but the only thing that frightened me a little bit was that I saw a suggestion in the Eddie where he said, you can sign fighters in between. Don't I don't like that one. at all. I want everyone who's there now, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I want yeah. someone who's left that promoter for the other promoter or something. That's what I want. <laughs> Fellas, yeah. you know what? It's been a pleasure having you on. Alex, I'll have you on every week when you can throw up Sandaline yeah. Williams' name. Ah, oh, that was a and David Eyeson. And David Eyeson. Yeah, I don't think it was Eyeson. I'm going to watch it, some David Eyeson when I. Was... Rick, what was he called? Richard. There was Richard someone as well. What was he called? Richard. Oh, oh, was no. he not based in England as well? Richard. No, that was Richard Banjo, wasn't it? Now, this was yeah, a Nigerian. Was... Oh, who was it? I've got to try and find it on Google because well, this Sam Pete, weren't Samuel Peter. Was no, it? no, no, no. It was another. It was a big, big lump because he was fighting Akin Wandy. It was a. It was another big, big, tall lump, about six, seven. I, you know what? And the name's gone. But I remember this sparring session. It took place on the stage in the actual theatre where the fight was. The, the fight took place in quite a small theatre. There was only about three thousand at the fight in Lake Tahoe. Um, I think it was in Caesars and. That they, they did, they did his, his media workout day in 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 the theatre there. And I can remember it clearly, and in Belton. And I remember Panoceliadis saying something about giving him an extra few quid. And I just thought, ah, oh, Lennox, you, you didn't need to do that to the fella. We don't see that anymore, do we? We don't no. see open workouts. We don't yeah, see stuff like that. You know, like we don't see anything. Yeah. Anything. No. Oh, Bashiru Bashali. Steve. That weren't um, Bash Alley. It weren't Bash. Now, this was a big heavyweight. Bash was a cruiserweight. Couldn't have been him. I'm going to have to do a Google search this week and try and find some notes on it. You know who I know? I tell you who I'm going to ask. Be a Bucci, but it, won't, it won't have been idea. I'm going to ask Buncey. Yeah. He, he, he keeps a note of everything and has it all chronological. I'm going to ask him. Fellas, thanks very much. Alex, especially you tonight. Thank Another you. great turn. We'll see you in a couple months anyway yeah. on here. John, Thank thanks for um, doing this a bit later than normal tonight. So I know you're busy as well. Thanks, everyone, for watching or listening. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, boys. Cheers, fellas. Thanks for that. Thank you, Steve. Thanks. Yeah. Sorry got, for keeping up, boys. I got told uh, before Williams fought Eubank, he had bad concussion going into the fight. That's why you were getting put over with jabs. Oh, mate. Who knows? So if he's fully... Probably the case. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and Frank said... He said, who cares about Callum Smith? He said, who gives a fuck? He said, I want Yard against... Well, he told me on Friday, he said, I'm going to do everything I can to get Yard against Bawatsi or Aziz. He yeah. said, don't worry about Callum. He said, don't care about Callum. He said, I want, I want the winner. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think good. That's good. All right, then, good. fellas. Cheers, Thank boys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. See you. For all boxing, info, news and latest interviews... Amateur and Pro, across and off, click and subscribe. VIP Boxing Promotions. Also, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook.